0: Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. Uh, We're continuing in a study where we're walking through the book of 1 Peter. Uh, But I wanted to take a moment and give you a little bit of background on... um, something that, that probably impacted Peter and the way that he communicated the passages that we're gonna look at today. Uh, when we started this series, I gave you a lot of background on Peter, on who he was and kind of what he talked about. But this particular passage uh is where the Holy Spirit had to intervene and 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 talk to Peter about some of his cultural references and expectations versus his biblical or spiritual references and expectations. So uh, in Acts chapter 10, if you have a Bible, you can open it up to 1 Peter. We're going to pull up to that in a minute. Uh, but in Acts chapter 10, uh, let me give you a little bit of background. Acts chapter 10, uh, Peter uh, goes up to the roof of a building and the Holy Spirit gives him this vision of all of these uh Unclean, that's the word. Uh, all these unclean foods that Jewish people aren't supposed to eat because although Peter was a Christian, culturally he was still Jewish. So the Holy Spirit showed him all of these foods that, from a Jewish mindset, would kind of make you unclean or not in right standing uh, from God's perspective. So from God's perspective. And Peter's response was, Surely not, Lord, Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean, because Peter's like, hey, I'm a good Jewish person. My my cultural background and my understanding is those things put me in not right standing. But then the Holy Spirit responds to him and says, the voice spoke to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times and immediately the sheep was taken back to heaven. Now a lot of us, even though we may come from different places, uh all of the people who call themselves Christ followers, right? We serve One God, right? But we all have different backgrounds, different cultural upbringing, uh, different political perspectives, different cultural perspectives. Some people like heavy metal. Some people don't. Some people like more hymns on Sunday. Some people like drums. Some people, it's a sin to have a drum in the building where you're preaching. All of these different perspectives, right? Because we're all brought up differently. But there is just one Lord. So what we have to do is take our cultural perspectives and put them together with God's perspective. And if any cultural perspective we have prevents us from doing what God has called us to do, then we have to put that aside. Because if we don't, what we're saying is, hey God, I'm right and you're wrong. Which, I don't know about you, I have said that in the past and it has never worked out, but what God says is, hey, do not call anything impure, That God is made clean. Now, Peter, because he was Jewish, they had an understanding in the Jewish culture that not only were non-Jewish people unclean because they weren't in right standing with God, you couldn't even go to their house. Like you couldn't, if you were like the mailman, you'd have to do like a newsboy throw. You couldn't stop and put mail in their mailbox because it might make you unclean. And what God was trying to communicate to Peter was that's not the case. Right, And this really wasn't about food, because Jesus had already declared, all food's clean, whole nother conversation. Right? So now Peter gets this understanding. There's on the other side of town a guy named Cornelius, who is seeking to know God. Cornelius, totally different background totally different cultural perspective, totally different political perspective. Cornelius, in the military, worked for the Roman government that was oppressing the Jewish government, so they didn't see things the same way politically, which you can see going on in our nation right now. All these different perspectives. But Cornelius, just like Peter, wanted to know God. So what God does is he sends an angel to Cornelius and says, hey, I want you to go send for this guy named Peter. Now, A lot of people don't focus on this, but that's significant because God could have done anything in the universe to reveal himself to Cornelius. He could have had a a talking animal come up to Cornelius' door and say, God is real, because God's done that in the Bible, used animals. Uh, He could have lit all of Cornelius' house on fire without having it burned to the ground and the burning bush where it didn't burn. He could have done all that. Instead what he does is he says, I want you to call for this guy who's going to share the gospel with you, which should be important to us because it tells us how important the gospel is to God. God could have done any number of things in order to reveal himself to Cornelius. Instead, he puts him on par to hear the gospel. It's pretty clear that the gospel... One of God's top priorities. Extremely important to God. Right? I mean, this is God. He could have, he could have had, you know, uh, the earth rotate the other way. He could have done anything in the universe to reveal himself to Cornelius. Instead, he says, I want you to hear the gospel. And this is what happens. Peter goes, He shows up at Cornelius' house. Cornelius has invited all of his friends, all of his families. He said, this guy's going to come talk to me. God told me to have him come. I want all you guys to hear it. So Peter shows up. Peter initially starts telling him, hey, you know what? Just so you guys know, I'm not even supposed to be in the same house with you because we have different cultures, different backgrounds, different perspectives. But God has shown me that that's not the case. God God kind of showed me that that wasn't right. So then what he does is he starts telling him the gospel. He starts telling him that there was this guy named Jesus who was sent by God, who died for our sins. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on everyone who heard the message. Right, And then it says in verse 45 that the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even Gentiles. The circumcised believers were people like Peter. They were circumcised because they were Jewish, but they were believers. They believed in Jesus Christ. But like Peter, they had that Jewish perspective. Wow, we're not even supposed to be hanging out with these guys. But then they were astonished that the Holy Spirit had been poured on them because they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. And this is the most important part. This is the part that I think Peter had in mind when he shared the passages that we're going to look at in a minute. Because then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way they're being baptized with water. They received the Holy Spirit Just as we have. Peter looked and he said, you know what? Despite all of our differences, they are just like us. God looked at them just like us. God saved them just like us. God poured his Holy Spirit out on them just like us. And even though they had different cultural, racial, political, and financial backgrounds, all of those walls were broken down by the gospel. And the Holy Spirit, because that's what God does, and that's what I think Peter had in mind in these passages that we're about to read. So uh, if you want to ha- open your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 2, I'm actually going to just put the verses up on screen, uh, because there's only a couple of them that we're going to go through, but in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says this, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, this is a lot, but basically what he's saying is, as you come to him, and again, he's writing to people who have experienced suffering, who have been driven for their homes because of their beliefs, and he's writing to them, And the understanding is that you're already Christians, but you're going to keep coming to God. You're not going to stop and say, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm good. That's it. I don't have to. But you're going to keep coming to him, Jesus, the living stone. And one of the reasons why a lot of us may struggle throughout the week is because Sunday is the only day. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Sunday is the only day that many of us take the time to come to Jesus. When the expectation is that just because we're a Christian doesn't mean that Sunday's the only day that we're going to come to Jesus, right? Because what happens is every single time that we come to him, uh, this living stone Jesus who was chosen by God, uh, we're being built up. So when we come and we gather together with him on Sunday, we're being built up. Then on Monday morning when you open your Bible at work or or, or you listen to you know, the Bible in your car or you're praising God on Caleb on your way home, you're being built up. And then on Tuesday afternoon when you open your Bible at lunch because you want to spend some time with God, you're being built up. And over and over again, as we come to him, we're being built up. But the problem is, a lot of us, we come to him one day and expect that one day to last every day. And we're wondering... Why aren't we being built up? Why am I still struggling? Why am I having all of these difficulties? Because the expectation is that we would come to him every day. And every day that we do come to him, we are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. The role of the Old Testament priest was to intercede in between man and God. But from the New Testament perspective, We have one holy priest, that's Jesus, and then our role is to introduce God to man. That's what we're supposed to do. But then he says this. He goes on and he says, For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. And I had a lot of difficulty with this verse years ago because... I've shared this before and I'll share it again when I was talking to uh, my pastor uh, at the time uh, when I was just in a teaching pastor role and we were talking about me going to become a full time pastor. I was like, I don't want to ever do what you do full time. One, because I make too much money. <laughs> That's funny now. Uh, two, because pastors are just so unappreciated. Uh, they're disrespected. They, they do all this hard work and put us all this time investing in people and it's not respected. And people do nothing but talk bad about you because your beliefs get upset with you if you don't support them in this. Uh, uh, and especially during election time, because everyone from the literally over thousands of political parties want you to think like they do. When all you're trying to do is get them to think like Jesus. It's like, there's no way. And and I thought, how can you honestly grow up, come a full, you know, adult, and want to be a pastor full-time. That makes no sense. Now, obviously now, I think differently, right? Because it's not the other people that I'm worried about anymore, about what they think about me. Uh, literally, daily, and, and I just did this, uh, I think it was yesterday. I know many of you don't know what TikTok is. If you don't, that's okay. But I post a lot of stuff on TikTok um, and, and had someone make fun of me because I had a shirt on that said defund the media instead of defund the police. And he said, you're a loser, you're a this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. And And all I could think about was the other hundred comments that were like praising Jesus because of what I shared. Because I no longer care about what other people think. All I really care about is what God thinks. Am I doing what God has called me to do? And in order to do that, how can I come back to him so that I can be built up, so that I can keep doing what God has called me to do? Uh, Peter uh, then says this. He says, now to you who believe, he's talking again to, to people who have had their homes burned, destroyed, who have been run out of their, uh, their, their countries. He says to you, though, if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, this stone, that means Jesus, is precious. But to those who don't believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. He says that that whole Jesus thing, it it's it, we're let me see, we're not better than anybody else because we believe in Jesus. We should be different than everybody else. Once he fills us with his Holy Spirit, we're no longer like the world. And if we're no longer like the world, there's going to be some times where we may look like, again, like I said, where people uh, may throw cash shade on us, talk bad about us because we're holding up the beliefs of Jesus. But there's also times where it's going to cause some unbelievers to stumble and to fall over the truths of God's word. Because when you present people with the truth, it doesn't matter what politicians say, what the media says, what some family members say. Here's the truth of God's word, and it's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, right? But then he finishes with this. Again, you were a chosen people, and we talked about this, chosen by God before the foundation of the earth was laid. And you were chosen to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's precious, or excuse me, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is, this is why I think Peter was kind of focusing on his interaction where the Holy Spirit showed him Because at once, he wasn't united with Cornelius. They were separate people, separate beliefs, separate uh, cultures, separate politics, separate everything. But once they were filled with the Holy Spirit, he was like, they're just like us. God sees them the same way that he sees us. And he tells us that, hey... We, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's what we're supposed to be. And he's not referring to America, because it didn't exist at this time. He's talking to all the people that say, I'm going to believe, I'm going to step across the line of faith and put my faith in God. Now, all of us that were different, those of you who do like heavy metal, I don't understand why, but if you do, you do. (laughs) those of you that do like hip-hop, those of you that do like country music, those of you who do like jazz, those of you who like hymns, those of you who like drums in the church, we're all one people unto God. We're all supposed to be united. And here's what we're supposed to be united about, and this is where I think we've kind of lost our focus, and he makes it pretty clear. The reason why we were called the reason why we're a holy nation, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his light. The reason why we're gathered together so that we might share the gospel. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor and you work in a doctor's office. That doesn't mean that every time you stitch somebody up, you have to do it singing a hymn. But if God gives you the opportunity, you're supposed to tell them about Christ. And you're supposed to do your job as if doing it for Christ. If you're a construction worker, when you're working construction, every brick that you build, you're supposed to do it in a way that honors God. And if God gives you the opportunity, tell people about Christ. If you're a realtor, if you're a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, if you are anywhere or anyone in that holy nation, then we are to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are supposed to share the gospel. What about when we gather on Sundays and everyone in the room has heard the gospel? Then we give praise to God. We get fired up about God. And then when we go out of the room, then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we declare the praises of him who called us out of our life. What about when you're at school and they won't allow you to talk about Jesus? Then you open your Bible, you read your Bible, you hum, you sing, share a couple of TikToks, whatever you have to do so that you can share the gospel and tell people about Jesus. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. We're not here to promote a candidate. We're not here uh, to promote a, a political way of life. We're not here to even promote the American way of life. We're here to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. No matter how we do it, no matter what steps we take to have to do it, that's why the church exists. That's why we're here. And it may seem difficult because a lot of us are in positions or in jobs where it's not that easy to do. Uh, But it also may seem difficult because a lot of us have different life experiences. A lot of us have different cultural experiences. A lot of us travel in a lot of different circles. That means the gospel should be reaching all of those different circles. I I, I come from not a a music background, but believe it or not, love hip-hop, but also love country music. I am like a country music. I love country music because when I was in the military, I spent so many years in Fort Gordon, Georgia. It's kind of indoctrinated into me, so I love country music. So yeah, I'm that guy, don't do it now, but used to go into a country music bar back in the day, don't send me any hate mail, and yeah, I'd sit by a person, have a drink with them, but I'd also talk about Jesus. And then we'd go out and we'd two-step. But don't do that anymore, but it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your experiences are. What matters is that you're willing to use your life to tell people about Jesus. Now, I'm going to ask Rob to come up because uh, many of you don't know all of his background story, and I won't ask him to go into detail, uh, but he's going to be moving on to use his life experiences, uh, things that God has brought him through, to focus wholeheartedly on telling people about Jesus, so I've asked him to come up, and especially since this is our last, his last weekend with us, to come up and give us some kind of insight, and not so much about the job, but more about you.
1: Hey guys, how are we doing, everyone online? Thank you for being here. Um, first of all, my name is Rob. Uh, they call me Rev. I'm a chaplain, pastor for a motorcycle ministry that this wonderful church has supported and um, blessed me with. Uh, pastor Floyd has done so much to Guide me down the road things that a little backward background um, Which is ironic pastor that uh, that you shared this tonight Um, in 95. I was saved Uh, my grandmother passed away. I was saved in 95 and uh, I Joined a Christian rock and roll band called Peter's vision based on Acts chapter 10 And he and I did not speak about that and that was the beginning of my walk with the Lord in addition to that, those people out there that you guys know me i 'm also i 've battled addiction for many many years uh, it 's uh, the and it 's the enemy it absolutely is the enemy. I want everyone to understand that it is it might have started out as bad behavior, but it absolutely is the enemy. It will tell you that you are not worth it worth it so I have had the opportunity now uh, i 've since uh, COVID, and we weren't able to get out to assist with the homeless in Pittsburgh uh, due to COVID, um, God has opened up a door for me to where at a church called Tree of Life Open Bible Church, which is in Brookline Boulevard, you know, on Brookline Boulevard, uh, which people don't even realize in this area, per capita, Brookline and Carrick have the number one and number two amount of overdoses in in the state of pennsylvania which is amazing in 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 that area so um they started they they came up they wanted to have a program which they did last year but they wanted to share more this year and we're just getting ready to start 2021 yeah I had to think about that so they uh they they put out a position that they wanted for and i have to it's, it's <laughs> Big line, director of recovery initiatives and overdose overdose engagement specialist. And basically what I'm doing is I'm gonna get out there and I am going to do what I did with the homeless, sharing my experiences, how God has brought me from, from the addiction. Now keep in mind every one of us has some kind of addiction. We know, whether it's Amazon, whether it's coffee whether it's whatever, anything that takes our mind off of God or off of the right things we should be doing. It does. And you know what? It's progress, not perfection. If we can learn to step one step forward, you know, just remember, no matter what you do in your life, every day behind you is behind you. Why do you think your rear view mirror is so much smaller than your windshield? Because that's the way you're going. And that's what I want to share. And they—they're giving me an opportunity to be able to get out there and and share the gospel with people of like disease situations that I have gone through. You know what? I have done so many things in the past, and people say, "Why does God let bad things happen? Why does God let good things happen?" You know? I mean, let's think about it. We are here to share the gospel, whether it's just a smile. Now, granted, we got masks on now. You got to smile with your eyes. Heather, you're real good at that. Uh, smiling with your eyes, you know, behind the mask, you know, just saying hello to somebody. Sometimes that is the only good thing they have a chance to do or they get a chance to hear today, you know. Um, the people in, in, the, in the streets, they didn't just wake up one day and say, hmm, I'm going to be homeless. No, something got them there. So... You know, before we judge, let's think about what what maybe they've, they've gone through. So now, with me, God has given me the opportunity to get out there and help with this ministry, with this other church. It's saddened that I'm leaving this church, and I'll be working there. And you guys have always welcomed me back over and over and over again. The number of times I've fallen, you guys have always taken me back. And that is what family is. That's why it's so perfect that, you know, Chuck and Heather came back this week. This is all God pointing it down, kept pointing everything to a head. So remember, you may be, if you're going through something struggling today, anyone online, if you're going through something, that is, if you're still here, God's not done with you. Let me tell you now, God isn't finished with you. You know why? Because He is ready to use you you just don't know what it is yet but don't put up those those barriers in your you know like a horse wears those blinders you know somebody shared this with me and it's ironic not ironic god nothing god does is ironic um and it's the name of the church when you approach life's crossroads look both ways you know I mean, think about it. I mean, there's going to be something that you're going to come into your life and you're going to say, hey, should I do this? Should I not do this? You know? Stay, you know, you've got to lay it on your heart. If God is telling you to do it, jump on it. You know? Don't worry about like what Pastor said today. Don't worry about what other people think. I always worried about what other people thought about me because I thought that was important. It's not about me. It's about he. It absolutely is. So guys, I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to be part of this family. I will always be this part of this family. I will never stop cutting that grass. (laughs) No matter what, I love it. (laughs) Christy's in the back saying woohoo, cutting the grass. And, uh, I love it. This is family. And I can't thank you enough. We are on a brand new journey of that I am in and I'm so thankful that I've had the foundation that Pastor Floyd has given me and, and Crossroads has given me. So with that, I just want to take a second and pray for this church. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up Crossroads to you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to please let their hearts and minds be open to any opportunity they have in front of them to be able to share the gospel. It doesn't always have to be blatant. It doesn't always have to be sharing your, you know, I know Jesus, I know this, I know that. But if you share love, you're sharing Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be here. We want to thank you for never forsaking us. Because you know what? There's so many times we could have. You know, you look down at us and you see sin from the top, you see sin as all equal. And we as humans look at people and think sin has different levels one sins worth more than another but we know they're not we just sometimes don't want to accept it so lord we ask you to be with us allow us to rejoice in this time being with you knowing you and being right there held in your arms in your name we pray amen guys i love you thank you Guys, people online, we're here every Sunday, 10.37. Check us out. Pastor Floyd, he's a rock star amongst rock stars.
0: Before, yeah, before, <laughs> before we do that, uh, I'm going to ask the band to come up. We're not going to sing, uh, but I just want us to pray together for Rob. I'm going to ask you guys to stand, if you would. God, we thank you so much just for the the time, the fun, the fellowship that we've had with Rob, and we know it is not over. Uh, we praise you for all you have done through him. We praise you for every battle and every struggle that you have brought him through, and we praise you for all that you will continue to do through him. We praise you for every life that he's going to touch, every person that jumps into your kingdom because he shows them the love of Christ and shares with them the love of Christ. For that, we give you praise and glory and honor. We pray that you would continue to bless him, be a blessing to Lori, bless their family, put a hedge of protection around them, peace and comfort over them, and your spirit leading them and guiding them forward. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Pray that you have an awesome rest of your Sunday.